Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and man, we got a great show for y'all tonight. Got my buddy, Titans Rossi, that's going to be joining us, and we have a lot to talk about. From last week, we now know the Titans have hired their new general manager, Ran Carthon, and... Me personally, man, I am excited about this hire and ready to see what Rand is able to do for us over the next couple years and hopefully years to come after that. And also, we're going to be breaking down the NFL playoffs so far, everything that's happened. But we're down to championship weekend this next weekend. Got the Chiefs and the Bengals facing off in Arrowhead Stadium. Then we have the 49ers heading to Philly to take on the Eagles in the NFC Championship. So definitely got a great show planned for all y'all. Before we get into all that, got to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching on YouTube right now in the live chat, need you to back out of the chat. Make sure if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Go ahead, leave a like on the video, and let's share this video out because we're going to want to get more people in here, especially Titans fans. Get y'all's thoughts on everything that's been going on. Also, the audio version of this podcast will be up later tonight. Make sure to go check that out on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. All you have to do, type in Titans Time Podcast. Make sure you follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review. It helps the show out a lot. And can't forget, go find me on social media. Go find me on TikTok, at Titans Time. Twitter, at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Facebook, Titans Time. And like I said, we got a special guest joining us. It's my good buddy, Titans Rossi. If y'all haven't already, y'all make sure go subscribe to his YouTube channel, Titans Rossi, and follow him on Twitter, at Titans Rossi. Also been seeing he is on TikTok. I uh, is your at on there at Titans Rossi as well? That's a good question. I do not know, but I will find out. <laughs> we'll we'll check on that. Is. We'll check on that and let y'all know as well. But make sure if you're not already, go follow him on there. Yes, it is at Titans Rossi. There we go, buddy. How you doing tonight? You know what? I'm doing fantastic, man. We're talking Titans. I'm excited about the Titans. You know, I was thinking this the other day, Tyler. Uh, I was thinking, you know, last season, after that playoff game, mm -hmm. I was so devastated. I didn't even I didn't even want to watch football. I didn't even want to talk football. I didn't I didn't want to post the video. I mean, I was so just pissed, you know. <laughs> But this year, this season's a little different. Now, obviously, you know, we've, we weren't really expected to do much, even if we got into the playoffs. So expectations were, were way lower, way lower mm -hmm. than they've been. But I just got a good positive feeling about this offseason. You know, I, I feel like we're not, we're not completely down and out. You know, mm -hmm. we're not some, two-win team we're not the houston texans we're not you know i think you know retool let's get this thing going again i love the direction that we're going in i love the hires so far the defensive mm -hmm. guy and the um and obviously Rand carthon um interested to see um who we pick up for offensive coordinator yeah i mean really that's the uh that's the million-dollar question right now is who is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Titans? And, you know, the the more and more I think about it throughout the season this past year, all of us were calling for Downing to be gone and pretty much saying during the season, hey, give Tim Kelly a chance. But now that we're in the offseason – and I'm thinking about it more and more and just thinking about how this seems like the Titans could potentially be doing something different now. I mean, we didn't hire from inside 
the organization for our general manager. We actually went out and found Rand Carthon, brought him in, hired him. You know, it wasn't just an inside hire. So, right. you know, now looking at the offensive coordinator position and knowing that Tim Kelly has ties to Vrabel and everything, I'm like, I, I want him to go outside for this hire. Now, uh-huh. you know, a couple of the uh, names I've seen thrown around, Bill O'Brien, I'm like, mm, no, I'm, <laughs> I- I'm good there. But... You know, I, I'm interested to see what they do there. Um, but, yeah, Ran Carthon, and I see we got some comments here, and want to go ahead and hit Aiden's comment. What's y'all's opinion on Ran Carthon's press conference? His introductory press conference, and that was on Friday. I was actually hoping that I could have done a show earlier. Things just didn't work out for that, and... Like I told you before the show, I was trying to refresh my memory on that press conference. But some things that stood out to me is the first question he was asked, what's your main you know, priority? What's at the top of your to-do list? Is it looking at the salary cap, finding a way to fix that? Is it the quarterback position or what? And Rand said, at the top of my to-do list is Mike Brable. Sitting down with him, learning more about him, getting to know, you know, this system better, what he's looking for, and building that relationship with him to make sure we can essentially put together the best football team possible for his system. So that stood out to me. What are some things from his uh, press conference that stood out to you? Um, yeah, the the stuff about you know they really hit on collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working with Rabel, working with they pounded that the whole time, which I like. And I it it makes me go back and think about you know we had released the news on on our channel and our network about how um, you know J Rob's uh, mishaps with AJ Brown mm-hmm. and it makes it to me, it just solidifies that even more because I think, and I had Corey Curtis on the show the other day and he made a lot of great points about, um, about J Rob and Vrabel's relationship when it started to sour things mm-hmm. like that and made a lot of great points. And I really think that J Rob was kind of running his own thing towards the towards the last maybe season or two. I really believe that. And I think that that's why they're hitting on this collaborating with Mike Vrabel so much because um, they want him to work with Vrabel because honestly, I think Amy trusts Vrabel and she probably trusts his uh, opinions on certain players and things Mm -hmm. like that. And um, I like it. You know, I do. I, I, I worry kind of about the offensive side of things, you know, because Vrabel's a more of a defensive guy, but I, I hope they can make the right decisions. And Rand said a lot of good things in that, mm-hmm. in that press conference, you know, um, one thing he said, uh, he said, this is a competitive team and we can win football games. The objective is not to be good. The objective is to be great. So we're going to continue and work and build a great roster. So, I mean, he wants to win now, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's not thinking about, Hey, let's, uh, going back to the drawing board. We're going to have to, you know, flip this whole thing around. He knows what he's got. He's got Derek Henry. He's got Jeffrey Simmons and, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, maybe depending on what they do with yeah. him <laughs> or whoever else. But, um, I think it's, it, you know, this team is not, that far away i don't think i i don't think so either i mean really we just need um we need some pieces and like you said another big thing they were hammering home in that press conference was the collaboration and one thing i want to make sure that you know titans fans don't get twisted is because Rand was saying this a lot about you know, working with Vrabel, working with Vrabel. When he's talking about that, 
he's not saying he's just going to let Brable run the show, essentially. Yeah. He's not going to let Brable have all the control because he did make a comment about how, you know, there's going to be times where they butt heads on things, but they're going to, you know, work through everything. So he's just wanting to make sure that he understands what Brable is looking for, what Brable's systems are for the offense, defense, special teams, and bring in players that actually fit what Brable is wanting to do. And like you mentioned, he knows what he has with this team, Derrick Henry. They asked him about that. You know, hey, do you think a team focused around a running back like Derrick Henry can win a championship? And, you know, he pretty much said yes. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, that flashy throwing the ball all around the yard offense, yeah, that works early in the season. But when you get to this colder weather, these later games, you got to be able to run the ball to some extent, at least. Because look at Buffalo this past weekend, and we'll definitely get into that more. But – a little bit later, Buffalo snow game against the Bengals. They couldn't really get a run game going, and their their team suffered because of it. Yeah. So you got to be able to run the ball some in the playoffs at least. And you also mentioned Ryan Tannehill. They asked Ryan about Tannehill, and he pretty much said, "Look, it's too early for me to really say too much on that." Like, haven't been here that long. I got to get in here, get to know yeah. these players, get to actually know the person as well. So, you know, I, I'm liking that, and I do want to get to these comments. My wife in here saying, yo, Titans fam, tighten up that like button. Yes, definitely. Titan Fox, Tyler Carey Rossi, what's up? Hope you're doing well, Fox. What's up, buddy? Um, Titan Fox also saying... Carthon is playing it really smart with getting on board with Vrabel first, then collaborating to create a plan to retool this team to be successful. Um, Clifton saying Braves was smiling ear to ear like a kid in the candy store, and my wife follows that up and says that she said the same thing to me the day of the press uh, conference. So excited to see them working together. And for sure, because this may be – the happiest that I have saw Mike Brable in a while, especially at a press conference. Like, he was, you can tell he is excited about getting to work with Rand. Um, Titan Fox saying the comment about hunting at the same time versus hunting together not being the same thing was brilliant. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Alex saying, uh, UCF Jaguar put him put me in timeout on his live stream during the Jags Chiefs game for talking shit about the Jags. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, that's right. Um, We're proud of Hen, you. Hen Danger saying, what's good, everybody? Tighten up. Tighten up to you as well. Clifton, yes, we. you do have to have good wide receivers to free up the run game. And that's something going forward – Whoever is the new offensive coordinator for the Titans, I do think there needs to be a little bit of a philosophy change where we don't focus so much on run first with Henry and, you know, setting, you know, running the ball to set up the pass. I feel like we do need to start passing more to open up the run game. Because if you start hitting teams over the top or, you know, throwing the ball all around, then you open things up for Derrick Henry even more. Um, Aiden saying that Rand said his to-do list, his to-do list is with Vrabel. What does that mean? His top of the to-do list. So, Aiden, essentially what he means by that is – his first priority is sitting down with Vrabel more and learning Vrabel's system for the team 
and seeing more of what kind of players Vrabel is looking mm-hmm. for to fill that system and essentially run it at the highest point that we can. Mr. Jones saying Titans just need to get the O-line fixed because when you get a push off the line, running is a lot easier. Then you play action off that. Titan Fox, Brable has been pissed since the AJ trade. It was nice to see him smile again. Um, And Mr. Jones saying we need to be less predictable. So, yeah, this, this move, like I said, I'm excited about it. And we got our other buddy in here in the chat and saying, uh, it's these two. (laughs) (laughs) Power Hour, hope you are doing well, my friend. Um, Yep. Look, you got to deal with us tonight. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Y'all make sure to go check Power Hour's channel out as well and subscribe to him if you hadn't. His link is in the description. Um, So, yeah, is there anything else? I mean, I I do want to hit on Ran. He's been with the 49ers since 2017. And the big thing, one of the things that made me most excited about this hire is knowing what he's been involved with, with the 49ers. And you look at the team that they have put together over the last couple of years and just the depth of their team as well. I mean, this year alone, they're down to Mr. Irrelevant turn Mr. Relevant as their starting quarterback. But they have so much, you know, just talent and depth at every position that they're in the NFC Championship game again. I mean, that's, that is how you build a team. So that's yeah. definitely something that else that made me excited about this hire. Anything else? you know, you want to say about Ran or what you're excited for with him? Yeah, you, you made up a, you said, you know, Vrabel looked excited. And that's one thing I took from the the press conference too was, you know, I don't know if it's because the season's over and he's kind of in the lull of like, he doesn't have, I mean, I'm sure head coach has always got something to do, but not as much, you know, as far as game planning. But to me, and Corey talked about this too, but to me, um, I think he he just looked more excited. He looked mm-hmm. he looked happier almost. Like um, he looked really. And I know it was it was uh, the season was a drag, man. I mean, ever since that Green Bay game, it was just a drag, you know. And I, and I'm sure it took its toll on him mentally and and all the coaches and players for that matter. But he just looked excited, man. He looked like, okay, now I got a guy who I can actually work with, you know, mm-hmm. who, who I can chill with, who, you know, um, maybe doesn't get on my nerves. You know? <laughs> Who's um, not going to trade away the best receiver right. <laughs> we I ever mean, had in franchise history. Right. And then lie about it, you know. Like, I think that he's just, he's looking towards the future like we all are. Um, I, I really like Rand, man. I, he's an ex player, you know, he, he was a running back. So of course he likes running backs. <laughs> I like what he said. Um, you know, he said about when they asked him about Tannehill, he says, as you know, this is a QB driven leave league. Mm-hmm. People are hired and fired every day over those decisions. I want to spend more time evaluating the position. So Mike and I will have to figure it out, you know? Um, I, I like what he had to, to say. He also said, my plan is not to come in here and flip everything over. That would be selfish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's saying all the right things now, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Um, we'll see how this draft goes. Uh, you, you brought up Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, which is incredible the way that guy's playing. Amazing. Um, and, you know, I imagine Ran had something, at least a hand in him being drafted because he said that he was kind of part of like the later round picks from like the third to fourth round pick on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, I don't know how their other later round picks did or whatever, but um, he seems like he really has a nose for talent. 
And that's what we need because, you know, we've had some pretty questionable picks the last couple years, um, you know, and we'll see what happens. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ryan Tannehill because, you know, from what I've heard that there's there's rumblings going on that they're really struggling about what to do with Ryan Tannehill. There's kind of a um, one side that's, you know, wanting one way and then one side that's thinking another. Um, nothing that's concrete, that's not, you know, something I can really just put out there as, you know, 100% true or not. But this is just what I've heard, um, that they're kind of, there's some stuff going on in the, in the offices there where they're kind of mixed emotions on, on what, what are we going to do this off season? You know, are we going to keep them or are we going to try to do something with them? Right. And I, that brings up another question that, you know, it's going to be going around like crazy up until something happens I want to know your thoughts. Do you think, who do you think is going to be the quarterback for the Titans starting out next season? Do you think Tannehill stays? Do you think that maybe Josh Dobbs comes back? Do the Titans potentially move up in the draft to try and grab one of those top guys? Or you know, some other rumblings that have been going on ever since Rand got hired. Trey Lance, that name's been thrown out there a lot. What are your thoughts? (laughs) It's hard to decide, you know, because I feel like Tanny Hill will be here. I just, you know, I, I don't say that because I necessarily like, I don't I, look. I don't hate Tannehill. I don't love Tannehill. I mean, I think he's he is what he is. You know, you put great mm-hmm. talent around him, he can do pretty great things. I think he's not a quarterback who's gonna. I don't question his toughness. You know, I I, I really he showed me a lot this this off season. I was like, um, I was really or this season, I was really mm-hmm. impressed with his toughness. You know. But uh, toughness doesn't always win you ball games. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not Steve McNair. Um, so I, I think the only the only way that you get rid of Tannehill if you're not rebuilding, like Rand said, mm-hmm. I think the only way you get rid of Tannehill is if you have an obvious upgrade over Tannehill to replace him with. Now, you know, Trey Lance. He hasn't done anything. There, yeah, there's no proof. Had had a season in an injury, right? I mean, and do we want another injury played player? Um, I think you got two names out there: Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, a lot of people. This has been a big debate. Would you take Brady if he? You know, honestly, you got to look at what you want for the next few years for your team, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Kenny Hill's probably got two or three years left, decent years left, you know, depending on what type of team is built around him. You know, I'm willing to take a flyer on Brady. If you bring in talent around him, if you Mm -hmm. bring in offensive linemen, if you bring in weapons, if you don't, then no, there's no point because the man's 46 years old. Mm-hmm. But I think Brady with talent and Tannehill with talent, there's no question who is better, in my opinion, which is Tom Brady. The man still threw 26 touchdowns this year on a crap team. You know, Tannehill wasn't doing that. So, and he, I mean, right. granted, he missed two games. But, hell, I'm willing to take a flyer on the dude, you know, because... Here's what you got to think of, too, and I'll quit rambling. I'm sorry. But you got... (laughs) No, you're good. You got a quarterback like Malik Willis, who I don't think they're going to give up on yet, you know, but 
I also don't think that he's even backup material. I think Josh Dobbs is backup material. But what do you do with Malik Willis? You can't throw him on the damn practice mm-hmm. squad, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could. I don't know how that works. Could somebody take him? Because he's already he's under contract, so I don't think anybody could, even if you put him on the practice squad. I'm not sure how it works with players under con like because a lot of these practice squad guys have like one year deals. So I don't know how that works. But yeah. it's it's a predicament. Malik Willis puts you in a predicament if you're going to try and go out and get somebody because do we really trust Malik Willis as a even as a bona fide backup over Josh Dobbs at this point? There's no way in hell you can tell me you can. And I'm not not, not at Willis this point not, right here. Not at this point. I'm not saying Malik Willis is not talented. I believe he's got a world of talent. But if you look at the difference, if you're watching the ball games with your eyeballs and you see Josh Dobbs in there and the way he gets the ball out quick, he's running, you know, mm-hmm. he's running the plays efficiently. Malik Willis is running around there like a chicken with his head cut off. I mean, it just looks when Malik Willis is in the game, it looks frantic. That's mm-hmm. the that's the word I would use for when Malik Willis is in the game, frantic. When Dobbs is in the game, manageable. Yeah, and that come, you know, that comes with experience, I believe. Um, yeah. Just how long Dobbs has been in the league, he's he's learned. It's the game slowed down for him more, and I'm not big on giving up on Malik yet either, just because I. He has potential. It's just he, like Clifton said, he needs to grow. Clifton says he needs to grow mentally, and I think that's what it is, is just mentally getting the game to slow down for him more. And, again, that comes with experience. And uh, like uh, Donnie D says, someone could take him 100% because you would have to cut Willis to get him to the practice squad. So you would have to cut him and then try and sign him back to the practice squad. And, you know, even though, because he had some moments this year where when he come in, he looked pretty good. Now, some teams may look at that and be like, hey, we can take a chance on him and see if maybe we can develop him into something, not bring him in to be a starter, or anything right away, but see, can we develop him some? But the Titans are for sure in an interesting situation at the quarterback position for next year because, and I think me and you have talked about this before, I'm not going to question Ryan Tannehill's toughness like you said. I think regular season, especially if you put talent around Tannehill, he can win you games in the regular season. But when it comes to the postseason, I do not think Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback that can go and win you a championship. At the same time, you talked about Brady. At this point in Brady's career, you know I look at the Buccaneers, and I know they had some offensive line struggles this year as well, and I know next year – the Titans' offensive line will look different. We're hoping it will be upgraded. I, so. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're hoping it will be upgraded. We thought we the thought same we thing. We were thinking that last season. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. We were thinking that it was going to be improved Jesus. before this past season. That didn't happen. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where I look at that and I'm like, all right, we could potentially upgrade the O line, but. Brady, in that game against Dallas, he didn't look good. He was missing throws that he normally wouldn't miss. And part of that was Dallas's defense getting after him. And you can't help but think, okay. Because if you look at the receivers that Tampa Bay has compared to the receivers that the Titans have this past year, you're talking about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, Julio's sprinkled in there some. 
Um, but then you have, and just looking at the top two guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Titans, Traylon Burks when he's healthy, and Robert Woods, or with Burks missing time this past year, you're talking about Robert Woods and NWI. The better receivers are, as far as name-wise for sure, are in Tampa Bay. So, right. I, you know, that's – and I know Rogers' name's also being thrown around, but, you know, I, I don't know on these guys. Now, if you – if you told me, hey, it's guaranteed you bring in one of these guys, you go win a Super Bowl next year with that guy, mm-hmm. man, then I have to really start doing some thinking because I'm like, man, that Super Bowl sounds nice, but what do we do after that? Right. And I know we got more comments coming in here. Um Hit this one right quick. Mr. Jones says, do you think LeJuan resigns or gets cut? And my thoughts on LeJuan have been, I don't think he's worth the $14 million that he's owed. He's I, gone. I, I think he gets cut at the same time, depending on what the Titans want to do with their first pick in the draft. If they – if LeJuan would agree to a, say, one-year deal, $8 million base salary with maybe 3 to $4 million in incentives. So if because we talk about his injuries, two ACL injuries in the last three years, so you put incentives in there to where if he plays X amount of games, he gets that mm. extra 3 to $4 million. I think it would be worth bringing him back. That's just my opinion on that. So, uh, my wife says, I think it's totally possible they drop Tannehill, keep both Dobbs and Malik, and pick up a starter quarterback. Uh, Power Hour with a question for us saying, would you take Hendon Hooker as a project QB with the right coordinator? I don't know because you got Malik already. I mean, if Malik wasn't there, yeah. It just depends on what they want to do with Malik. I mean, and it depends on where Hendon Hooker. I think I wouldn't just because we already have a project. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think Hendon Hooker is a better quarterback than Malik. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, and the competition he faced was much stiffer. Right. I just I don't know because we need we need so many areas, you know, like we need offensive line. They need to pick up a tackle, either Paris Johnson or the Stronsky, Provonsky, whatever his name is. <laughs> either one of them need to be picked up by Titans at number eleven, unless they plan on trading up or down or whatever. We mm. need a ta- we need one of those two tackles. I think Paris Johnson, if he's there at number eleven. There is no way in hell you pass up Paris Johnson. Mm-mm. I think he is a guy who can replace Lawan and be a tackle for the future, like Lawan was. Um, I just think it would be ignorant to pass up on a guy like that. Now, then you go to second round. You know, what are you looking for? I think you could get a good wide receiver in the second round, a number two guy, like a Jalen Hyatt, uh, a Rashi Rice. Um, Who's the other guy? Uh, Paul Adams, something like that. Uh, but I think there's a few guys out there. Um, as much as I love Hendon Hooker, and I'm, you know, go big orange all the way, <laughs> I just don't feel like for us, you know, we don't need it right now. You know, we, I don't know. It's it's tough. You know, what we need a starting quarterback. You know, we need. Um, we have Tannehill, but. I just do you do you think they're just gonna be done with Malik? I mean, I don't think. Uh, do you think they would do that this early on? So here's what I'm gonna say on this because it's something that I have been thinking about a little bit more, especially since you know your video talking about why 
John Robinson got fired, some things that led up to that. And part of it was him doing kind of his own thing, like not really listening to Vrabel, the scouts, just grabbing the players he thought. Mm -hmm. And this, as far as Malik goes, it depends on if he was one of those guys that the scouts and Brable thought that, okay, since he fell to the third round, it's worth taking a shot on him. Or if those, if this was one of the guys that since he fell to the third round, John Robinson just made the call of let's take a shot on him. Because if it was just a J-Rob call, then, you know, the Titans could potentially let him go. So that that's a good question there. And to answer Power Hour's question, I, I'm kind of with you. I think if – I think overall through college, Hooker faced tougher competition. Um, I think – you know, right now he would probably be better than Willis, but if you already have a project quarterback, do you take another one? I'm a big Hendon Hooker fan as well, but the other kind of strike is it's another guy coming off of an injury. Mm. And how Very well true. did how well did they repair that knee? So um, let's see, Titan Fox saying Josh Allen compared to Ryan Tannehill, both great in the regular season, both burn out in the playoffs, but as a sports analysis, who can make a Super Bowl run? They'll say Allen. Why? Fox to that, I have to say, look back at like last year's playoffs, what Allen did in those playoffs. I, I know he didn't have his best games this year, but he has at times been able to shine in the playoffs. I mean, that game against the Chiefs last year in the playoffs, that just came down to whichever team. Yeah, whichever team got the ball in overtime to start, it was going to win that game. If the Bills would have got the ball first, they would have won that game. Um, and I know we got a lot of comments coming in here. Donnie D saying, bro, you do anything to get that one Super Bowl. Rams fans aren't sad. And I would, I wasn't saying that if you could guarantee me a Super Bowl next year by bringing in Brady or Brady and Rodgers, that I wouldn't take it. I want this Super Bowl for the Titans bad. But on the flip side, you do have to look at the Rams this year. Yeah, they, they got that Super Bowl, but... Now they got a lot of questions as well for their team. Um, So now, because we have done a lot of Titans talk and we're about almost 40 minutes in here, I do want to go ahead and hop into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And, you know, we're down to the conference championships this weekend in the playoffs. Four NFL teams left, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And we're counting down to the Super Bowl. New customers on DraftKings can bet just $5 and get $250 or get $200 in free bets instantly. Now, if you're not a new customer, you can fill the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. This is one of my favorite things to do on the DraftKings app. Bigger payouts. The more legs you add, the bigger the profit boost you get. A profit boost that, if you add 10 legs or more, can be up to 100%. Now, this coming weekend... Got some good games. We got the Bengals against the Chiefs and the 49ers against the Eagles. Good I think, matchups. Yeah, the the game with Mahomes, you know, I feel like Mahomes is probably going to play. 
just because it's the playoffs. They're going to find a way to get him out there. And that mm-hmm. Bengals and Chiefs game is definitely a game that I'm looking forward to and a game I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Now, as far as DraftKings goes, it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details on that. And the best bet that I am looking at for this weekend, and this is not betting advice, but right now the Bengals are favored just ever so slightly in that game against the Chiefs. And with Mahomes' availability up in the air, I think right now is the time to go hammer that Bengals money line because the Bengals have also beat the Chiefs three times in a row. They're going to look to continue that this weekend. So that is my best bet. Some other bets, I feel like for the 49ers and Eagles game, you also have to look at Jalen Hurts as an anytime touchdown scorer and Christian McCaffrey as an anytime touchdown scorer because those guys just seem to find the end zone. So now um, I do want to get to talking about these playoffs. Rossi, what so far has been the biggest surprise to you as far as who has moved on or what has made you the happiest about these playoffs so far? What has made me the happiest? <laughs> um, well, what's made me the happiest is the uh, is the Jags loss. Yeah, you know, I was I was extremely happy that they lost. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we what, wish the Titans were still in, but we get to watch stress free football right now. So, what made me what will make me happier is if the Bengals lose because I. <laughs> can't stand the Bengals and honestly the Chiefs too they can all lose as far as I'm concerned (laughs) um I don't care if they're in the AFC or what I I would love to see San Francisco win it all um I would love to see Mr. Irrelevant go out there and get himself a damn Super Bowl you know I mean I don't think it's ever been done I mean you know I, I would be a very rare thing mr relevant was a qb and he won a super bowl i just think it would be awesome um and it's a great story for the nfl to write you know um i think it would be great on super bowl week they could you know get all their kicks in talking about brock purdy and brock purdy this and brock purdy that and christian mccaffrey and and yada 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 and you know um I would love to see San Francisco win it. And honestly, the Eagles, I I wouldn't mind seeing them win it either. And that mainly because I would just love to see AJ Brown get a Super Bowl ring and, and rub it in J Rob's face one more time, you know, um, not rub it in the Titans fans face, but rub it in J Rob's face and say, Nana, Nana, boo, boo, <laughs> you know, but I, I can't stand the chiefs and I can't stand the Bengals. I can't mm-hmm. stand the Bengals more than I do the chiefs. And the reason I can't stand the Bengals is because I think they're players. Every time we play them, man, and they come to our stadium, they act like a bunch of hooligans. Like, (laughs) they're on the field acting like a bunch of thugs and like they've never played an NFL game before. They never (laughs) had any success. And they piss me off, man. Like, so as far as I'm concerned, the more the Bengals lose, the happier I am. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I can can definitely (laughs) understand that. And... You know, for me, I guess probably one of the biggest surprises for me throughout all of the playoffs, of course you have the Jaguars coming back from being down 27-7, to I believe it was, 
against the Chargers. I mean, just the Chargers really screwed that one up. And also, I was honestly surprised that the Bills lost to the Bengals. Not because, I mean, I'll be the Bengals, they are a good team. They are a really good team. But I thought the... I thought the Bills had had made enough moves this past offseason and everything that they were going to make a run to the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I've, I've said it on this channel before. I went on Power Hour show before the season started. We gave our Super Bowl picks and everything. I had the Bills going to win it all. And so seeing them lose to Cincy, that surprised me. A little bit. Um, other than that, this past weekend went exactly like I thought it would. Um, you know, the Chiefs game kind of went up in the air a little bit when Mahomes got hurt. And Rich Eisen, Mahomes is not the only guy over the last couple of years to have a high ankle sprain and finish out the game. Ryan Tannehill did it. I mean, at least yes, give the guy some that. props. Um, but, you know, that game kind of went up in the air when Mahomes got hurt, and you could tell his mobility was affected. But I, I figured the Chiefs were going to win. I figured the Eagles were going to be well-rested, and they were going to take care of business against the Giants. And let's be honest, the Cowboys and 49ers – I felt like it was going to be a defensive battle before the game ever started, and I thought the 49ers' defense would be the one to make more plays, and they did. So that didn't surprise me. And, Rossi, we carry a lot of the same mindset. I was smiling when you were talking about uh, the NFC and everything because I'll start with this. Where we differ a little bit, I'm actually – I'm hoping that the Bengals beat the Chiefs. And my reasoning for that, and I actually replied to a guy on TikTok uh, earlier and gave my reasoning for this, is 2019 still haunts me. That Titans team got hot, had a hot streak going into the playoffs, made it to the AFC Championship game, and Patrick Mahomes with that run before halftime to score a touchdown, going on, beating the Titans, making it to the Super Bowl and winning it. Man, that, that still haunts me. And I know the Bengals just beat the Titans last year in the divisional round. But out of those two times, I felt like probably the – 2019 team had a better chance to go win it just because they didn't have to deal with all of the injuries that last year's team did. I mean, we knew going into the Bengals game, hey, we haven't seen this combination of AJ, Julio, and Henry all together at the same time. So, I and you know, the Chiefs being the five straight, this being their fifth straight AFC championship game. I'm like, I'd rather see the Bengals go, but where we're similar is I don't want to see the AFC win it. I want the NFC to win it. And this is where you can get a little bit more of that kind of uh, stick it to the Bengals fans. They make it to back-to-back -back Super Bowls, and they lose, both of them. Man, that yes. that yes. coming up just short. That's so, good. Um, now NFC. Didn't think about that. That's yeah. good. <laughs> the more pain, the better. Yeah, that's right. NFC. <laughs> whichever team makes it, I hope they win it. If it's the 49ers, like you said, Mr. Irrelevant turn Mr. Relevant, going and getting mm -hmm. that ring. I like a lot of the players on the 49ers. George Kittle, just a big goofball that is one of the best tight ends in the league. I want to see him get a ring. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, 
he's been through it with the Panthers. Now he's on a team that legit has a shot. So want to see him get one. Um, and the Eagles, you took the words right out of my mouth. And again, this is why I was smiling when you were talking about it because I told Carrie, whichever NFC team makes it, I want them to win. And it may be an unpopular opinion amongst some Titans fans, but if the Eagles make it, I want AJ to go get that ring. Yeah. I, I, I do. Like, it's just, it's how it is. So, I, I I don't want the AFC to win it. So, it's either go 49ers or go Eagles for me. And to start wrapping the show up, I do want to hit on uh, some of these comments. Um, Titan Fox saying, Purdy for the win. I'd lose my mind, my whole family, other than... Me are 49ers fans. I'm the oddball as a Titans fan. Um, my wife saying same as you. She cannot stand the Bengals uh, and their fans. Um, Titan Fox saying, I have a feeling Rich Eisen is going to apologize for that statement about my homes and Big Ben on tomorrow's show. Twitter went nuts that he ignored. Uh, Tannehill. Um, Hen Danger said, yeah, I don't want the AFC team to win the Super Bowl. Um, Alex, with another good point, don't forget Kern is an Eagle too. So, man. He signed with the Eagles? Yeah, he's been playing for the Eagles. Oh, he has, right? He's mm -hmm. been punting? Yep. And huh. we got Bryce in here saying, what's up? What's up, Bryce? Hope you're doing well. And what's up, Bryce? What's up? Happy birthday, Bryce. Yeah, happy late birthday to you, Bryce. Um, to start wrapping the show up, I want you to give who you think your the Super Bowl matchup is going to be. And we know that both of us are going to pick the NFC team to win, but give us your Super Bowl matchup and who you got winning it. That's a tough one. Um <laughs> As long as Jalen Hurts is good to go, I'm going to have to say the Eagles. Um, as much as I'd like to see San Francisco win it, I just think that that's a tough one, man. They're two mm -hmm. really good teams, right? They're they're two really good teams. I'm going to say the Eagles, man. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I, I think it might be their year. You All know? right. And who you got them going up against, Chiefs or Bengals? Oh, yeah. Um I'm going to say the Bengals just because I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he impressed me a lot the other day mm -hmm. um, when he came back in that ball game. I mean, I, I was impressed. And you're right. I mean, Tannehill did it, of course, um, and he deserves the credit. But Rich Eisen's not going to give him credit. <laughs> but um, I he really impressed me with the way he was yelling on the sidelines. No, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. And I thought that was great. You know, I thought it showed a different side of Mahomes that I've never seen before. And a lot of people haven't. Um, he kind of shed that pre Madonna kind of feel for a minute for me, but mm. I just don't, I think with the way his ankle is, it, that Patrick Mahone relies on his mobility. And if mm -hmm. you're going up a, against a, a team like the Bengals, who have a pretty solid defense and, a, and an awesome offense, I just don't think he he's going to have enough mobility to be able to do what he wants to do like he typically does. And I think the Bengals might just be too much for him. And you got to admit, man, the Bengals have been playing some damn good football. I mean, they have been one of the hottest teams in the league. And they're a darn good football team. They're better than they were last year, you know. Mm. So, um, I I just feel like the the Bengals are going to be tough to beat, um, especially now. If Mahomes is a full go, I'd I'd say it's going to be it's going to be a fifty fifty crapshoot. You know? Yeah. I just is and it's in a neutral site, right? It's in Atlanta. Nope. It, no, that was no. only going to be if it was the Bills versus the Chiefs. So it is in Kansas City. Right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I think the Bengals are going to get them. So I'm saying Bengals versus Eagles. 
I'm going to go with the Eagles to to win it all. Eagles to win it all. All right. Yeah, I'm, so I'm like you. I mean, these matchups, they are so tough. The, the AFC side would be tougher if Mahomes was 100% healthy. Again, I think he will play just because you're talking yeah. about you're talking about two games left in the season at most. It's not like this injury happened in the middle of the season. If it happened mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, he probably wouldn't play. They would rest him up, let him get healthy. But you're talking about the AFC Championship game and potentially the Super Bowl. He's playing. And I just I think the Bengals have the Chiefs number right now. They beat uh-huh. them the last three times that they played them. They yep. they had to come from behind against them last year in the AFC Championship game and took care of business then. And like you said, the Bengals, they're a better team this year than they were last year. And Joe Burrow, you know, you can like him or hate him. I got respect for the guy, especially after his post-game interview because he had that Mamba mentality about him. He, you know, they were asking him about the games, and he said, job's not finished. You know, we got more to go. We got to go on the road, win another game to get back to where we want to be. So, and the NFC side, that game is the harder one for me to pick because – Overall, taking into account the quarterback position, everything, I feel like the Eagles are the better all-around team. Yeah. However, the 49ers have probably the best defense in the NFL, and they are very good at stopping the run. So the kicker is going to be how healthy is Jalen Hurts' shoulder really because if the 49ers you know if he's not having to throw that much you can hide that shoulder being injured some he had some pretty good throws against the Giants but they were able to run the ball on the Giants very well so they match up against this 49ers team if the 49ers start stopping the run like we know they can do and the Eagles have to be airing it out more is Hurt's shoulder going to hold up to that? So, God, that that's tough, but I'm, when the playoffs started, I picked the Eagles to make it to play the Bills. Obviously, the Bills are out. Mm-hmm. I got to stick with my guns and say that I think the Eagles are going to make it. I think they find a way to squeak past the 49ers. I think it'll be a very close game. And then, like I said, we're we're both going with the NFC team to win it no matter who it is. So I got the Eagles over the Bengals as well. So right. um, I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Titan Fox saying that CMC and Debo should make it an interesting game to say the least I'll have my popcorn and beer ready for sure (laughs) I'm looking forward to these games this weekend yeah we ought ought to to get together and watch the Super Bowl or something yeah for sure Um, let's see and Mr. Jones saying that AJ will disappear watch and see 49ers win by 10 We'll see what happens. And everybody, we're going to, I think that's going to be all that we have for tonight. Closing in on the hour mark here. Y'all make sure, go follow Titans Rossi on YouTube. Subscribe to it, Titans Rossi. Twitter, at Titans Rossi. TikTok, go follow him on there, at Titans Rossi. All of his links. Yeah, Instagram as well. Almost forgot about that one. (laughs) Uh, All of his links are in the description. Make sure go follow me as well on TikTok at Titans Time, Twitter at Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans Time Podcast, Facebook Titans Time. Appreciate all of y'all in the live chat. Uh, you know, y'all been great with all the comments, everything. 
If you haven't already, make sure to go hit that subscribe button and go check out the audio version of the podcast. It will be up later tonight. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. It helps the show out a lot. Rossi, man, appreciate you coming on with me again. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, talking Titans with you and just football in general. Yes, sir, man. Thank you so much, man. Tighten up, everybody. Yeah. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Back in there.